gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, folks, welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode, if you're keeping score at home, this is episode 284. And this is a spoiler review. That's right. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know we don't review things without spoiling them. Uh, the rude thing to do would be to spoil it on social media. We don't do that. You're here. You pressed play. I hope you saw Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And to be perfectly honest with you, I hope you saw WandaVision because I think this is going to be a conversation as much about WandaVision as it is about Dr. Strange. Um, to join us today, you know, it's funny. He's been on this podcast before. He's been on my other podcast before. Um, but every time he comes on, he has a new gig. So I think this is your first time as being one of the hosts of VEASAN. No, the and hall. the first time that I, I, I did your podcast by being when I was employed by VEASAN was uh, Two Jews on Christmas. Well, that was Sports with Friends. Yes. Yes. But the yes. last time you were on Hall of Justice, you were either at Probably. NBC or ESPN or something else. So you're bouncing around. You're bouncing around. But you found a home. You're on VEASAN. You talk sports gambling. Makes you a perfect candidate for Hall of Justice. Yes. However, uh, Scott and I have known each other for nearly two decades. And uh, if you've never heard Scott on the Hall of Justice before, this is all we talk about anyway. <laughs> a so typical true. conversation between me and Scott is literally uh, everybody good, family good, okay, everything good, okay. Did you see Lois and Clark, or did you see? <laughs> did you see the flash? The New Adventures of Superman. Is that what yeah, we're talking I, about? I don't know why I went there. It's uh, <laughs> Dean Kane, Terry Hatcher. You know, tell me about Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane. But that's where it's been. So you know, anytime something is like universe bending, I call you right away. Anyway, it was it was just fortuitous. I will say. Uh, some other people that were uh, planning on being a part of this review uh, caught COVID and they're listening to this podcast. I'm not going to out them, uh, but they are. Uh, we hope they have a speedy recovery. And I cannot believe I'm still talking about COVID two stinking years later. Um, to start the review of this film. I said, I really hope you saw WandaVision. What I really recommend is that you press pause on this podcast and go to episode 224. So that's 60 episodes prior where the great Mo Lightning, uh, former Comic-Con extraordinaire, now he's a radio dude in Atlanta, uh, Mo Lightning basically called out the final scene of WandaVision and how the mistake of that scene 
makes for a clunky movie in Doctor Strange. Here is a sample. It's a two-minute sample from episode 224 on our review of WandaVision. Did we not see in episodes five, six, seven, eight, the absolute torture that the residents of Westview were, were in and the agony that they were in and the pain that they were in? Right. Wanda did that. Yes, correct. And the reality of it is, is even if Agatha Harkness is ultimately the bad guy right. and towards the end is pulling Wanda's strings, doesn't Wanda pay for her crimes? Aren't we in the Marvel universe filled with superheroes? And if Wanda is the villain and she's walking through Westview and they're all looking at her with just disdain. And she's like, I can't change the way they look at me. No kidding. You kidnapped them. <laughs> she should be held more accountable. Or if you, if you, if the argument is she's so powerful that nobody could bring her in, then have her be on the run. Possibly, possibly. So have Monica I, chasing after her when she flees. She should pay for the crimes. Like somebody probably of of uh, powered background should be challenging her asking what are you going to do like are you how are you going to make this up to these people how are you going to serve that time and i actually wonder if the end of this the end credit scene from wandavision links back to the end credit scene of doctor strange if you remember back then mordo carl first, mordo, the first doctor strange movie Yes, uh, Carl Mordo, sure end credit scene kind of goes on the dark side. He kind of heel turns where he is seemingly hunting other users of magic and eliminating their power because he thinks it's just too widespread. So I wonder if Mordo is going to be the one to take it upon himself to get Scarlet Witch to uh, answer for her issues. Okay. <laughs> All right, Scotty, my, my whole argument, you can't let her go at the end of WandaVision. You have to make her some kind of a fugitive because it doesn't make any sense, especially if you think of her as an Avenger. The, the reveal that she's the mastermind behind the first two battle scenes, this idea that the Scarlet Witch is the big bad of this movie, spoilers, I, I just think, you have to establish that at the end of WandaVision. And by not doing it, the whole thing is clunky. And I'm so curious if that was the deleted scene at the end of WandaVision, the post credits, because we see her in the cabin reading the Darkhold. And supposedly that was supposed to be the Doctor Strange cameo that it, people have shown, uh, you know, there's like a blurred image that looks like it's floating down and that's where it was edited out. I don't know if we can believe everything we see on the Internet, but if we are to believe that, then maybe that would have been the scene that does set it up that maybe Doctor Strange was going to confront her about everything that went on in Westview, which then erases the need for the intro part here in Doctor Strange when he goes to see her and she's like, I, I assume you're here to talk about Westview. That conversation should have happened already. And maybe that was why they took it out at the end of WandaVision. 
Well, what I wanted was, you know, if, if, if we're sparing no expense, then what I wanted, either an extra episode, a 10th episode of WandaVision, or just that ending scene, the scene that I'm talking about is when, when uh, Wanda is walking through the town and they're all looking at her. Uh, I say on the other episode, disdain. Like, that's, yeah. it's the best way to describe it. They're angry. They, they, they're mad at her. And to me, the person who should try to apprehend and fail is Monica Rambeau in a perfect world. And I said then on that episode, you know, it would have been great to see Benedict Cumberbatch in full costume. Like that yep. would have been awesome for WandaVision. But, you know, you could argue that that would take away. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's the argument that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield take away from Tom Holland, right? Like just the presence of them take, takes away from them. So from that argument, if you want WandaVision to have an arc and some kind of closure, I think it's a disservice to any fan to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and not have seen WandaVision. I don't think you can see this movie without seeing WandaVision. And I think that a lot of people that have done it because there is the there's the generic comic book movie fan that is not going to watch the Disney Plus series. They didn't subscribe to Disney Plus. Exactly. Right. And so they did not see, you know, Loki and they don't care about it. Uh, and so when Anthem Man and Quantum Mania comes out, they're going to be they'll probably be confused. Um, and with this Doctor Strange movie are looking at Wanda going, wait, last time we saw her was in Endgame. And who are these kids? And what is she but talking she was about grieving? She was grieving at the end of end. Yes, because she lost vision. Right. But like and she lost vision in Infinity War. Remember, yes. Wanda got snapped. She turned into feathers yes. and then came back, helps with that final ballot battle. We could spray man couldn't do it. Yep. And then and and she and shows see, how powerful she and, is. And we see her having a moment by the lake uh, with uh, with um, Hawkeye and saying, you know, just remembering vision, remembering uh, um uh natasha and so um yes and and so it's like if you did not there's a there's a large population seth that did not watch wandavision that comes out of this doctor strange movie probably very confused so i think that you can't see this movie without having seen wandavision do you get the sense that this movie like there was a lot of fan service, but it's a lot of deep cut fan service. Like the Illuminati is not Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina. You know, those guys were fan service spoon fed to mm-hmm. And this idea of a multiverse. Well, you know, we think of the multiverse in the sense that, well, that's all the other movies. Like if I keep jumping from multi, you know, universe to universe in this thing, I'm eventually going to see Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Right? Like, like that's the mentality of the fan. And what this movie does is it creates all these other worlds and these other alternative things. And I just, I don't know that that's true fan service. That is comic book nerddom fan service. This episode of the hall of justice is brought to you by our friends at smile. Brilliant. Did you know that 40 million people that's not the audience of the podcast don't worry we have few million but they are damaging their teeth because of night grinding in their sleep or day clenching at work 
I grinded my teeth, and now I have one of my front teeth is a little bigger than the other one. And to fix it and to make it even would be very costly and wouldn't be really permanent. If you grind your teeth, you're damaging your enamel. You're inviting infections, cavities, and lifelong tooth sensitivity. Preventing the damage is much easier than seeking a cure. Stop the damage with custom-fitted night guards using Smile Brilliance lab-directed process from the comfort of your own home. Go to the website, smilebrilliant.com, and use the promo code HOJ for Hall of Justice. You can get 20% off the entire site. A digital model of your teeth is kept on file, so reordering is easy and affordable. Use HOJ at checkout for the Hall of Justice for 20% off site-wide. Teeth don't regrow, so once you grind through them, that's all you get. Do something easy to prevent a potential problem that will really impact your entire life. 40 million people are impacted by this thing. I guarantee you, the listeners of the Hall of Justice really, really benefit. Use the promo code HOJ for Hall of Justice. That's www.smilebrilliant.com. The promo code is HOJ. Now back to the show. What percentage of people didn't see WandaVision? Of that percentage, how many don't know who what the Illuminati is? Oh, uh, 100%. Right. Yeah. 100%. And, and, and what I was saying is I thought that this was as much as it was, you know, yes, fan service and comic book fan service. I thought it was business wise. I thought it was a genius move and we can call it the Feige verse or whatever you want to call it, well, but the, the Marvel cinematic universe. Yes. But, but bringing in black bolt and first of all, to have the same actor. So you're, you're, you're <laughs> from can- the ABC yes. television series you, that you I are, saw every episode. Of. You I want stand it on record. You were, I, I, I you only didn't wa- see any of them. I watched a, I watched a little bit of the first episode because I wanted to see Ramsey Bolton as a different it is, character. It but is uh, a hard watch. By the way, did you catch that? It's a Game of Thrones reference. Ramsey yes. Bolton was in. You uh, hosted Inhumans. the Game of Thrones podcast. I did. On I did. And to see him as any other character, but Ramsey Bolton was very uh, disturbing. But anyway, uh, even if he wasn't inhuman, and to have not have Quake in it as right. an inhuman when you built her up in Agents of Shield as an inhuman, and you already did an inhuman storyline on Agents of Shield. Anyway, all right, we're not going to have that conversation today, Seth, but I thought it was genius to canonize now that show into the MCU, which is what they have already done by putting Charlie Cox into Spider-Man by now canonizing the Netflix universe into the MCU. So all we're waiting for, and pretty much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has already been there because of Coulson. So we already have that show in the MCU, even though we don't see the remainder of those characters. We have the Coulson character. Yeah, but Coulson dies at the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you can't have your big, you missed your chance for Thor to go, wait a minute. Yes. yes, You're here. It was almost like it was almost like a backwards uh, canonization. You know, I've been here all along. Tuesday nights on ABC. What are you doing? Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be great to get a cameo in like Thor Love and Thunder where it's, you know, it's like Coulson is, is he's just there and, and he's and, and and he's the um he's the uh oh, what's it called again? The 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 the, the robot version. He's um 
He's uh, the the life model decoy. He's the LMD version oh, oh, of, oh. of of Coulson, <laughs> right? But he, but, and he sees Thor, and it's like, no, it's not actually me. But like, I do have all the memories. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, 76 times, by the way, during Agents of Shield, where you wish Thor was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you, you totally wish it. But I, what it, look, what this did was this basically just you know it was good fan service to have Black Bolt in there. The Professor Xavier was was not even the biggest reveal. That was the one that everyone just we'll, we, we'll we, get to him. Yeah, we I heard the, the voice in the trailer. It was there, and everyone was like, oh, "It's Patrick Stewart." That's Patrick Stewart, right? That that means that the X Men is 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 a different universe, right? And it's a part of this multiverse. But the big reveal was Reed Richards which is something that Marvel has been teasing. And you could look at the end of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home when the background of the construction site says one, two, three, four. And it's supposed to you know, symbolize the Fantastic Four as phase four of Marvel and all that stuff. Uh, references to Baxter, right? Right, the which uh, in the Baxter building references just that company, uh, which we got here in Doctor Strange. There was a reference to Baxter. Um, so all of this reveal for a Fantastic Four emergence in the MCU finally gets shown. And who other than the person that every fan has been casting for the past 10 years in John Krasinski? Yeah, it, look, it, it was something social media had been talking about. I mean, there were rumors about it. Um, it happened. He was in full costume. I didn't get the beard. Um, I, I know. I don't. The know hair was on point, though. Yeah, but but the beard was weird. I, but but again, like he's from that universe. He's that universe's uh, Reed Richards, and it gets into the whole Patrick Stewart. You, so let's let's do the Patrick Stewart part of this. Um, they clear. They're clearly doing an homage to the animated series. Well, the music was in the background. The music and the and the wheelchair. I mean, the hover. Oh, chair. that style wheelchair. Yes, that's yes. from I the didn't animated even think series. About that. And when he uses his mental powers, like in the cartoon, um, the rings come up, mm. come around, which is not from the Fox movies, N- not from the X Men movies. My point is, if you you're making this, and this is not a Sam Raimi decision, this is a, a Feige decision. If you are saying that that Charles Xavier is not the guy from X-Men 1, 2, 3, Days of Future Past, it, mm-hmm. none of that universe. If it's not that guy, then it shouldn't be Patrick Stewart. It should just be another bald guy. It should be another bald guy. Corey Stoll. Because that guy... By the way, did, is, I just cast, did I just cast Professor Xavier? Who? who? Corey Stoll. Yes, you're right, right. Put did, did Corey I just, Stoll in there. Did I just and, cast him? Would he yeah, be a good yeah. Professor X? I mean, come on, he's doing good in billions. That's right, that's right. He was great in House of Cards. Yes. Um, Just this idea that he could... He was already the bad guy in Ant-Man, so I guess that would be, you know, in, like a, in a different well, universe, he's Professor Xavier. Right? We, we get on the CW that does that all the time. You know, uh, Brandon Routh plays Ray Palmer and Superman, and, 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 and John Wesley Shipp, plays uh, Barry's dad. He plays Jay Garrick. He's the, the Barry Allen from the flash. And there's different Peter Parkers. We've already established that. Right. So you could have a different guy. He doesn't have to look like Patrick Stewart. Mm. Now, the, I, the, the, the counter to that argument is the opposite universes. Dr. Strange are all Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. And all the Loki variants are all well, the Loki variants are all different. They don't, yeah. Everywhere it's different except for Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange is the same guy every time. 
that I, I thought but, was strange. Well, that could also be the difference. There's difference in timelines and Baron difference Mordo. in universes. Baron Mordo looked, looked exactly the same. Uh-huh. I, it, it's just, I don't understand. The, look, I love that animated show. I've had literally the entire cast on this podcast. The idea, as much as I love that show, what's cooler would be is if he's the guy from the X-Men movies. Yeah. Hmm. You Unless, do not yeah. need to pay homage to that cartoon if you have Patrick Stewart. If you don't have Patrick Stewart, and let's be honest, Patrick Stewart's not a spring chicken here. He's not going to be Professor X forever. Yeah. If you have Patrick Stewart doing this, make it about those movies. Famke Johnson, uh, 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 Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman. Those are the X-Men. Or you could have brought in... Um... What's his face? Uh, younger uh, Professor Will Xavier. Yeah. Will McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Could have. Yeah, if you do that, uh, again, I'm fine with it. I, I just, I, I don't understand what that, again, that's not simple fan service. Mm. You know, a, 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 any fan who heard that music was like, wait a minute. I know that song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Why is it Patrick Stewart then? Because Patrick Stewart elicits a different memory. And I love that cartoon more than I love the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you give me Patrick Stewart, I want those movies. I want to know that in that universe, in that Illuminati, with John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, that world is the X-Men world. And all the X-Men movies happened. Yeah. Give but me what- that. But what a multiverse does is it, it just opens it up to endless possibilities. Of course. Because you could have, like, you don't have characters that die can are right. coming, if coming Kevin back. Kevin Feige is sitting on this podcast, that's his exact response. Like, yeah. And so we could literally, like, like Scarlett Johansson could be back in, in more MCU movies as a different universe's version of Natasha Romanoff. You know, like like there's there's endless possibilities now, and none of these character, none of these actors have to ever be out of a job. That's right. You, <laughs> well, you, right. The multiverse allows for all these different things, and we're you know we're we're all we're all jacked up for the these multiverse possibilities. But you also have to understand that we've had all these superheroes. You know, just the idea. Like I loved in the Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Mm-hmm. When they're traveling from world to world to world to world, when they see Brandon Routh as Superman, that's the world in which Superman one, two, three, and four took place. Richard Pryor was in that universe. In a terrible like, movie, but yeah. No, 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 but 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 give me the history. If you're yeah. going there, go there. Like you, 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 if you're acknowledging this great history, go there. All right, let, let, let's get to the, the point of this whole movie, which is Wanda is the bad guy from the beginning. She had these manifestations, so these battles that you're seeing in the beginning of the movie, you don't know it, but it's Wanda. And that's fine. That's a great reveal, whatever it is. The whole arc is her grief. The whole arc is her mm-hmm. grief. This is a WandaVision postgame show. Well, I thought that this this movie was basically um, this basically could have been the final three episodes of WandaVision. Didn't have right. to be a standalone movie. Well, but, but that's the thing. Like we, we look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is why I'm not trashing this movie, 
because I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the watching of it. What I found is what's the bigger story here? Like, what's the story? The story is not what's going on with Dr. Strange. Like Dr. Strange is a passerby in this. It involves him because he is that powerful and he's the guy that can stop her or try to stop her. But the story is Wanda. Why wasn't the story America Chavez? Well, because you introduce her without introducing her. Right. You barely tell who she is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the information about her. I mean, she plays a major role, but you have to read comics to know that. Yes. And like, I guess there are like Marvel's done a good job of introducing these younger characters. If we're eventually going to get, you know, young Avengers and things like that. Right. Right. We have this new wave of younger characters that have been introduced in every single thing that the MCU has done here in, in this phase three, phase four. Right. So why wasn't there more on her? Why wasn't there an establishment of her as opposed to just the first time we see her is in the first scene of the movie. It's a, you think it's a doctor strange dream, uh, but it, it turns out to be a different universe. And then you oh, get a, that's the rule. Like if you yeah. dream, <laughs> yeah, it's actually what, what's happening in another universe, right. but you, you and get, America, America says, you know, a, she doesn't dream. She doesn't dream. Yeah. B, there's not replacements of her. Yes. And you get like a tiny glimpse of her background in like a little memory flashback when they're standing on a pod, you know, that shows you your memories. That's not an introduction of a character that, you know, I, I think it's an interesting one. And I think that could play a role in in further series and, and movies. So I was curious about that. Back with more of the Hall of Justice in just a moment. But first, are you ready to launch your new career in coding? This is something I have talked to my kids about. This is something I'm interested in. Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. At Treehouse, we've rethought the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with a course, you haven't just watched a video. Everybody can do that. You learned, practiced, absorbed a concept. You can choose to build a portfolio, create a network. If you want to promote the Hall of Justice, you're welcome to. Land your dream job with our boot camp style tech degree program. Land a dev job this year. Whatever your goal, we'll get you there. Get 50% off your first month as a podcast listener through our special discount link teamtreehouse.com slash sign up underscore code slash podcorn courses. We'll have that link in the show notes for this episode. Check out Treehouse, see their demo, go to their website and get 50% off your first month just for listening to the Hall of Justice. Speaking of that, let's get back to it. I just think the way you look at him, he's not the same guy as the 2016 film. You know, you tell this great origin story of him, right? He, he, he's a pompous prick. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, he gets into this accident. He loses, you know, his ability to, to operate. He wants to find a way to fix himself. So he discovers the mystic arts and the whole origin story. It, it, it's a movie. I mean, it, it was it was a movie. But then Endgame happens or Infinity War slash Endgame happens. And he plays such a vital role in that it changes him. 
So you're th- when you meet Doctor Strange, this is post Endgame. Yeah. Not post 2016. So, you know, when the media says this is a sequel to the 2016 movie, it's really not. No. It's and a it's sequel not, to Endgame yeah. and Wanda. Which is why, I mean, the title of the movie just it would tell you it's not a sequel. And the title of the movie also tells you that it's not really a Doctor Strange movie. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. Right. Doctor Strange is the starring character. So it's like, you know, it's it's like you would just say, like Captain America Civil War is the just Marvel Civil War. Correct. Like Tony uh, but, Stark is as big a character in that yes, movie. But that was a little different because it wasn't Captain America in Civil War. Like Fair. this was this is Doctor Strange. It's not Doctor Strange and the multiverse right. of madness, because that would frame it as a different movie. Right. This is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. So the movie is about the multiverse and you get Doctor Strange as the main character. Would you argue it's the best phase four film or or I guess that's Spider-Man? Yeah, but both Spider-Man movies are far from home and no way home are both phase four. Mm. yeah spider-man no way far from home is is after tony stark dies yes yes you know by the way that's when dumb peter parker you know gives the glasses to the one guy that was the obvious villain the whole time by the way i was very bothered by this at the the end of spider-man dr strange really opens up the, the 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 multiverse right with his spell, like the, the, the universe is cracking. People are coming in right, from different fix, fix universes. It, right. it, he's so trying he makes to fix it, it so everybody forgets they, Peter Parker. But they show you the flashes of like different things coming in from and people are like, oh, that's the Sinister Six characters and all that stuff, whatever. No reference to that. No, <laughs> yeah. re, no repercussions of that. Like you like the reason we're in the multiverse is because this America <laughs> chick that no one knows or cares about is just ripping holes in the multiverse to escape Wanda's projections. I thought the multiverse of madness was supposed to be because of all the stuff that he messed up in, in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And he references Spider-Man. So it's not like the timeline's off. And I thought that he was supposed to forget him. <laughs> like everyone was supposed to forget him. Right. <laughs> He's, you know, like that was something that people showed during, um, during, great point. during Moon Knight. Okay. The opening Marvel credits where it shows all the characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, while the Marvel Studios uh, mm-hmm. icon comes down, there's no more Spider-Man in that. And it's because everyone's forgotten who Spider-Man is because of Doctor Strange's spell. Well, no, no, no. I thought they knew who Spider-Man was. They forgot who Peter was. But they, I guess they, they forgot that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right. which right. would then also rule out no, Spider-Man. I think they just worked the- in uh, Simu Liu. It would just know just now that in Moon Knight, I saw I saw Simu, my boy. But then, yeah, but then there's no. But if you don't know who Peter Parker is, then you can't have Spider-Man in the Avengers. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just it's a whole it just I thought I really thought this movie was going to start where Spider-Man left off with Doctor Strange. Like, hey, I did this spell. I messed up. Multiverse is cracking. Different people are coming through. I'm still trying to pick up the pieces here. Right. But that is there was no reference to that whatsoever. Right. It's like we already moved on. Yeah. Then what the hell was the point of that? We're breaking apart the multiverse and we're bringing in characters from different universes. What about the Doctor Strange from the What If show? 
Is that the guy at the end? So this like definitely brought in what if, because remember what if had an episode of Captain Carter. Right. And but, it's, Cap- but, but it's not, but that Captain Carter is, it could be an alternate Captain Carter. But I'm saying we were introduced to Captain yeah. Carter in the Marvel what if series. Sure. And so I think what about we were, the dark Dr. Strange. I think we were introduced to them that too in the what if series. That's him? Yeah, I would believe so. The guy with the third eye. With the third eye. Yeah. That's that's the, the that's the evil Doctor Strange from, and he has taken over, our Doctor Strange. I th- I think that's a possibility. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's fine. That, that, I mean, that, the, the Captain Carter reveal was kind of awesome too. You know. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, she looked yeah. great. She yeah. she was incredible. Yeah, she is in- incredible. You yeah. know, she has had so many jobs. This character who was like an extra character, you know, she was the love interest in first Avenger. Mm-hmm. She has been in so many things now. Yeah. And, and I that think it, show, by the doesn't, way, the doesn't Agent it, Carter show. I was about to say, doesn't, good. It, doesn't it make you want to go back and watch Agent Carter? I, I saw Agent Carter. I, I thought I, Agent Carter yeah. was good. And, you know, the other thing I liked was the one shot. You know, that Agent Carter show came about because of a one shot. It's mm-hmm. actually on Disney Plus right now. It was on one of the Blu-rays. And the idea was, it was what happens to Peggy Carter after after yeah after was, Steve, the, after Scott, Steve yep. is frozen mm-hmm. and what takes place during that time, which I think is awesome. And and then that Captain, you can't revisit Peggy now because you gave her an ending. You know, Steve goes back in time and reconnects with her. Remember, there's the time loop of when there's a di- yeah civil war when she when he's at the deathbed. Or, or is it Winter Soldier when he's at the deathbed of Peggy? Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that the person Peggy was married to was him. Yes. Yep. Yep. Fry your brain yet? No, it's the it's the one of the things that I love. That's the most what I love the most. Travel. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love time travel. I love alternate universes. And, I and, love and all have of you this. have you seen the the replay clip of um, when Steve is carrying? the casket at her funeral that you can there's a another guy carrying the casket and you only see the back of his head and it's white hair and everyone's pointing that out that that is old steve old rogers steve yeah oh, yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome the, yeah that like they're like the old that's steve... not some internet cgi nonsense like no i'm pretty sure that if you go oh, back and watch cool. the I, uh, I want to go see that see the, that, that that's what this did what 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 i did after I saw Dr. Strange, I saw it opening night in a pack theater. COVID doesn't exist anymore. And I saw it. And then the next morning I wanted to see the episode nine of WandaVision. Here's an article, by the way, uh, that says that um, uh, one of the writers says that, yes, old Steve Rogers was at Peggy Carter's funeral. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah, cool. If that's true, and, yeah, if, if that's true, that's that's awesome. <laughs> but, I love you know, that stuff. If, no, I like that. I like that kind of thing. I just wonder now, where do we go from here with Doctor Strange? Do well, I care? You clearly, have the Dark Doctor Strange, and and you know you yeah, opened up do this I, can of worms, so now he do, has a battle on his hands. And but will do I need another Doctor Strange standalone movie or? Am I just getting Doctor Strange in like when they do when they eventually do Secret Wars, which is what they're leading up to? Yeah, that, that's coming. You know, shout out to uh, John Semper, 
John Semper is uh, the creator of the Spider-Man animated series. It was also announced this week that he is a co-writer uh, along with another former uh, Hall of Justice veteran, um, uh, Ernie Altbacker. Uh, they, they're doing a John Stewart standalone Green Lantern animated movie. Uh, and it looks incredible. Um, Hal Jordan dies uh, in the trailer. It, it's, it's pretty intense. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very cool movie. And John Semper wrote it. John Semper did a five-episode arc called The Secret Wars in Spider-Man, the animated series. Mm. He did this 20 years ago. He is, he, he's been ducking me for years. I've been trying to get him on this show to talk about the idea that he introduced the Fantastic Four. He introduced uh, the X-Men into his show. He introduced Iron Man into his show. He created an all, a Marvel universe, like a Marvel animated universe. Like that's what it was. And it had all those characters. There was a Fantastic Four show. There was an Iron Man show. These were not high quality shows, but those things all existed. And there was all these crossovers. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is born from that. Yes. So the idea that they're doing Secret Wars is cool. <clears throat> do it. Do it. Right, because let me... That's the next thing that Marvel can do that will be as big as the Avengers. As, well, yeah, as yes. 100%. That's what they're building up towards. Because um, it's like, how do you get past uh, Infinity War? And that's by doing Secret Wars. Right. Um, doing that. Let me let me throw you a couple of multiverse questions. Okay. I want your answers. Oh, okay. Test. Yes. We'll rapid fire here. Okay. okay. Does Robert Downey Jr. come back as a different version of Iron Man? And what does that do now to everybody? That would be a big deal. That would be a deal. And you can't leak that. That would be a that would be a that would be a massive deal because that would affect every character. You could do it. Right. You just find the Iron Man from another universe. That was the other big rumor was that Tom Cruise was going to be. Yeah. Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So that was my first question, because I think that would be the biggest thing for them to ever do. Is to bring that would back be wild. That would Robert be wild Tyler. if you could do that. Okay. Which is funny uh, because if you think about it from a comic book standpoint, the thing that the big reveal would be an Iron Man joke is crazy. Okay. Number two, Hugh Jackman Wolverine, yes or no? No. No, I don't get, I don't will think we so. get Wolverine as a different a different we get a different Wolverine. Yeah. A I, different I Wolverine. Think, yeah. You know, my original thought was before Chadwick Boseman died, is um, the introduction was going to be Black Panther 2. Uh, T'Challa was going to hook up with Aurora Monroe Storm and mm-hmm. that was going to be the introduction to why you know Black Panther was going to say you know where do you live and oh I live in New York you know this mansion and that's where you were going to see and it was going to be more like the comic books um, and it's an all new X-Men that's my again we're speculating here these are just okay. guesses okay so, dif- guess. so different Wolverine um, which you can do again, that's why but, I would not have but- done but that's what I'm saying. You Patrick can do Stewart. now a different Wolverine if you're saying that that Patrick Stewart was from the animated universe so that whatever X-Men you introduce are totally separate from any of the X-Men. Well, he's definitely a different so guy far. because the, the Patrick Stewart that we know from the movie died in Logan. Yes. Yes. Fantastic movie. It's the best ever. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Yes. Okay. So now let's get so we'll get a different Wolverine. Um, get a different X Men. Just a different X Men. Yeah, totally different X Men. Which means we do a. Which means then you'll then you'll tease it enough. You'll do a Marvel X Men movie. Gambit. 
You can get oh yeah, you can get them all. Rogue Gambit can fly. Was, yeah, and and have a and have a Louisiana a Southern accent. Although you know how Rogue gets her flight powers in the animated series, she steals them from somebody. Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but, Larson. and she has a Southern accent. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Gambit with the can Mona. I, can I plug Mona in a, an early episode? It's, <laughs> yes. it's one of the funniest uh, moments uh, for this in the history of this podcast. Um, when we had Lenore Zahn, the voice of Rogue, it was in April or May of 2020. COVID was in its initial onslaught, right? Lenore Zahn, who's the voice of Rogue on X-Men, is a member of Canadians parliament. She was in the government. Okay. She's in the government. Like she, she's a member. Trudeau campaigned for her, right? She's an elected official. She's also the voice of Rogue. And when I had her on, there were so many questions about what is COVID that I started mm. asking her and she was answering them as Rogue. <laughs> well, sugar, we got to wear masks. <laughs> and listen to it's episode 179 of the podcast <laughs> and it's on the iTunes feed. You can find Lenore Zahn who's playing rogue. And then when we started getting to deaths, we paused the podcast and I said, I just think you should address this as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like not as rogue. I'll never forget. that. I will never forget Lenore Zahn telling me about what COVID is uh, as rogue. Yeah, so and, and the X-Men, the, I mean, the X-Men animated series, Erica and Julia Leewald, that's episode 142. Well, the Cal Dodd is episode 161, where you find out that his uh, his brother is the guy from the uh, the uh, uh, Bonnie Tyler Total Eclipse of the Heart song. Yeah. He's the guy that sings. Turn around. He's that guy. Yeah, that's Wolverine's brother. The best. Um, I mean, the X-Men animated series. The Phoenix Saga oh, the is a million times better than the movies that we got <laughs> relating to the the Dark Phoenix movie was atrocious. But if you want to, if you want an X Men, you know, story around Jean Grey and, and Phoenix, you watch the animated series, uh, the Phoenix Saga, which was absolutely an incredible series of episodes, part of the X Men animated oh, series. Some of the best. That's the best. It's where the, 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 the my greatest Cal Dodd line. And he actually recites it in episode 161 is when uh, one of the members of the inner circle are he's going for the, the wine cellar. And one of these, you know, these guys in the Revolutionary War outfits, he says, mm. where's my Chateau 59? Wolverine comes out of the thing, kicks him in the face and just goes lousy ear. <laughs> let's just let's put a grade on this movie as a as a movie. I think the biggest flaw with the movie is it's not a standalone. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen everything, yeah, you're lost and it's so, not good. What about the idea that they introduced horror and suspense like that in a Marvel Universe movie? And what about that PG-13? Didn't even think of it. It's not an never. R? That's not an R? Never even, never even thought about it. Never even thought about it. I don't know. Here, here's, here's my grades. You ready for my grades? Here's my grades. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness standalone movie gets a C. Uh, the fi uh, episodes 
nine, 10, and 11 of one division gets a B plus. Because if you told me that these were the final three episodes of one division, I am in and I thought it was awesome. But we're just marketed as a sequel to one division. Yes. But you give this to me as a standalone movie. But you you, fix the the end scene and just make her have to get away. You, you give this to me as a standalone movie without watching WandaVision. I don't know how anybody can enjoy this. I don't know how anybody could even see this movie without seeing WandaVision. It's a huge, I told my, my brother has not watched WandaVision. He was like, I'm going to see Doctor Strange. And I go, you better watch WandaVision first. I'm not going to understand it. Yeah. And he's like, why? And I go, trust me. I was like, you're going to, you're not going to understand anything. Yeah. No, it, you it have to watch it. It doesn't make sense. So All like right. I said, episodes, if this was the final three episodes of WandaVision, psh, Hooked. Loved it. Great series. Way to end the series. <laughs> right. You know, but now you tell me this standalone movie. No, thanks. I thought you could have made WandaVision a better standalone movie than what this was. It's interesting. I mean, Marvel's trying to serve two masters. I mean, you know, Disney Disney threatens to do that with Star Wars. Like they keep saying there's more Star Wars movies coming. But what's been great in in Star Wars now is this transition to episodic. Yes. So it's it's the same idea. I mean, to be honest, it's it's literally well, you the could same you could idea. instead of instead of being confined to two hours, you have ten hours to play with. Right. It's much it it's much easier going from a you know uh, a story. It's much easier to be episodic and to do a right. a ten part series. Because you can get, you can dive so much more into characters than you can. Like, like if Doctor Strange was a ten episode, you know, Disney Plus series, we're getting a whole episode on America Chavez. But I think, I think a I want to episode. See, no, I know. I, I, I think I want to rewatch Falcon the Winter Soldier. I want to rewatch Loki. Like I, I just, I'm in the bag for this stuff, and Marvel's got me hooked again. Because I, I'll be honest. Um, well, what's Eternals next? Eternals didn't Thor, do that. Eternals was terrible. Eternals what's next? Didn't Thor, do that. Thor Love and Thunder is next, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, which that should be very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, you know, I, the, I, I like Thor that it comes out or spins off right out of uh, Endgame because yes. he's with the Guardians. Yes. And I like, you know, he's going to lose the weight. (laughs) I love the scene in the trailer where he's he's training, he's working out because he's going to lose the weight and he's going to get skiddy again. And uh, I think the humor, like what they've done with the Thor series has just been incredible. And I and I give all the credit in the world to Taika Waititi because he completely changed. You know, look at what look at what we had in in the first Thor, which I I actually enjoyed the first Thor. the dark world, not so much. But look at what we look at where we came from, from those two movies to now Ragnarok, his appearances in Infinity War and Endgame, and now Thor: Love and Thunder. It totally. is a complete shift. It's a different feel, and it's for the better. Totally, totally. All right, how can people find you online? Well, it's simple. I'm on Twitter at Scotts on Air because I'm on the air. So. Uh, it's S C O T T S. Yeah, you don't have a handle that's connected to your jobs because you're constantly changing. <laughs> well, all you got to know is that I'm on the air. So that's Scott's right. on air. <laughs> that's right. Our thanks to Scott Seidenberg for uh, hanging out and uh, diver- di- di- digesting the multiverse as it is. I knew all the possibilities would be endless. Hope you enjoyed the review. I can plug next week. Next week, the lovely and talented Danielle Panabaker, Caitlin from The Flash. 
is next week's guest. And if you've been watching The Flash, how about this? Catch up on The Flash because uh, we spoil the heck out of that season eight. We'll see you next week on the Hall of Justice. Believe it or not.